So, welcome to episode four of season three, everyone. If this you- is episode five, babe. Oh, sh- well, it's not written in this thing. Sorry, episode five. <laughs> it's because they changed us to having names now. Oh, okay. So, it's fine. Just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> If you've just joined, this is Maria at Hurricane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the lovely Robin of a tired witch on Instagram, and we have a special guest, Tenny. Hey, everybody. I'm John Tenny. I'm John E.L. Tenny on Twitter and Instagram. Or is and Maria, put, a, a pretty Maria amazing- put on the, 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 the flyer and I didn't catch it until after? Did you see it said John L. Tenny? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard I couldn't fix it. There was no way I could fix that. I, I, I fixed it. I fixed it. I re-uploaded it. It was fixed. Oh, never mind. It was she fixed. caught it. I did. I did. Some people say my middle initials as L, John L. Tenney, John the Tenney. John the Tenney. I think that sounds very regal of you. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds badass. (laughs) So if our listeners can't tell, this is like a very, very special episode, and we're already started (laughs) pre-gaming for it. This is going to be our Never Have I Ever episode. So it's going to be fun. So much yes. fun. And I have no idea how to play that, so. You've never played Never Have I <laughs> it's Ever? It's easy. No, For I'm a 90, man that is I'm 4 million years, years old. old, you're sad here trying this to tell me old. you've never this played like, Never Have I Ever. <laughs> no. I feel like people have been doing this since, like, the medieval times, right? Like, No, I've played uh, <laughs> Would You Rather. No. Oh, okay, that's, so that's I've never game. played right. that one. I will explain for the elderly amongst us. Never have Thanks. I ever. <laughs> never have I ever is somebody will make a statement that says never have I ever and then they'll finish the sentence, right? And if you've done it, you have to drink and then you have to explain the situation that made you to drink. So hypothetically speaking, I would say never have I ever had blue hair. I drink it and I'd say I've been dying my hair blue since forever. That would be the, but the that would these be ones example. are gonna be more like witchcraft themed. Like yeah. and some of them would just yeah. be fun because yeah, I just know both fun. of you okay. and I'm really excited for both of you to drink. So <laughs> rude. And then I can ask you a, and then I can ask you a would you rather yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, That'd be that, fun. Would, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so we should probably like the podcast that you're on is pretty neat. And you yes. were on with one of our other guests the, from like on. a few. Yeah, when Jess was on. Yeah. Tell us a little up? bit about your podcast. What's up, weirdo? It's me and my friend Jessica. And we just recorded our 52nd episode. So our one Where's year. Our 52 episodes? Yeah, we just, th- this last one that dropped was our one year episode. That's and so exciting. I know, we literally for a year talked about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Those it, are though. the best podcasts. Yeah. Well, and plus, bad. you guys just did the monster truck thing. That was hilarious. Yeah, we went to Monster Truck, and I dressed up like a normal human civilian man uh, with a baseball cap and a puffy coat, and (laughs) Jess lost me in the crowd because everybody was wearing baseball hats and puffy coats. Oh, my God. (laughs) So funny. I keep saying, God damn it, Blue Thunder, and my husband's like, nobody gets that but you, and I'm like, no, it's good. It's funny. (laughs) It was so funny. I got so into character. Like, I was afraid 
that looking like a civilian human man, someone was going to approach me and talk to me. So I actually, my sister is a professor at the University of Michigan. So she's a really big University of Michigan football fan. Mm-hmm. And she knows all the sports and my brother-in-law too. So I had them, <laughs> I was like, you know, less like then. <laughs> I was like, so you have to tell me one sports thing that I can keep in my head so that I can sound like a normal human man. So <laughs> we were at the bar and I tried it out with the bartender. I walked up and I was like, Juwan Howard should have never got kicked out of the basketball game for punching that coach. And he immediately like started talking to me about basketball and I was, and I was just agreeing. And Jessica was like, how the fuck do you know about sports? I was like, I don't, I know this one fucking thing. And <laughs> I'm just gonna write it. <laughs> You're like, That's actually, so what I haven't told you is my secret life where I enjoy sports at all times. It's very good for me. <laughs> I, would, um, I hate sports so much. My joke <laughs> is a terrible old man dad joke. My joke is I am bad at three things sports and math. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I like that it took you that second to catch the joke. Oh my god. Well, aside Mary, from what you not catch my joke yet? No. What? Babe. <laughs> he said he's good at I'm three sorry, things and I then he said a glass in. I'm bad at three things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I, was I don't know. Like, I was writing about this actually yesterday, but it's super curious to me. It took me a long time to kind of find witchcraft and magic, but thankfully I had an older sister, and so... Very early on, I was, I had, I, I saw this weird, I saw the, the, the bridge between worlds in my sister. Like I was mm-hmm. being forced to go outside and play sports and play cops and robbers with my friends. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. my sister and her friends were like predicting the future and folding paper to make cootie catchers to predict the future. And they were doing numerology to figure out who they were going to marry. And they would have mm-hmm. slumber parties and do lights of feather stiff as a board. And I was like, why can't I do that stuff? And I started to realize at a later age that sports is just magic with the mysticism taken out of it. So, like, the whole point of baseball is you take a magic wand, right? And your goal is to circumnavigate the pentagram to get back home. And football football is hollowed ground covered with chalk and symbols. And you have an elder that tells the initiated what to do. And they're surrounded by the uninitiated who chant in unison to affect the desired result on the piece of hollowed ground. Like, it's all magic. It's just been stripped away. I've never thought of it that way either. That is so neat. All these, like, all these sports and junk guys who are like, there's no such thing as fucking magic. All they fucking do is magic. They wear their fucking special okay. shirt to win a game. They grow their beards out. Yeah. They do shit. Yeah, they like, chant together. They set intentions. Long because these are magical panties that I can't take off. And it's like, gross. <laughs> First of all, you absolutely can take them off and you should. <laughs> Second of all, okay. After a week, they might not be able to take them off. 
They're just like hard <laughs> as a board, just like. They've done that, like um, they figured to the body, where it's like formed around it. It's like I can't Ew. get it past my head. Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> so when did you start practicing? You know, I've tried to figure that out, and I think it really does. If I really push my mind back, I have a memory being maybe eight or nine, and this isn't so much practicing magic, but I have a memory of being eight or nine and running around my grandfather's uh, wheat field up in northern Michigan. Mm -hmm. and, and I have this real visceral memory of the tops of the wheat kind of brushing against my face and chest. And it's only been in maybe the past 15 or 20 years that I realized that couldn't have happened unless I was floating above the wheat. Like it would have been yeah. slapping me in the chest and in the mm -hmm. face. Yeah. And then it was probably around that time, which is like nine, like I said, like eight, nine, ten around there, where I really started, again, thinking back, I really started like talking to the wind and demanding mm -hmm. that it would do things and talking to trees and talking to animals and then mm -hmm. thinking to myself like oh if i take this stick in that mud and this rock and i put them in this way it's gonna make it rain tomorrow and so i think <laughs> i consider that like my earliest forms of working in witchcraft like yeah. doing these really natural childlike things that seemed to have an effect it wasn't until i was 15 or 16 that i met mm -hmm. A woman named Marion Kukulo, who was Michigan's good witch. Her name was Gundella, her witchcraft name. And I went to a metaphysical convention in my punk rock gear, spikes and spiky hair and everything. And I was sitting in a the hotel lobby of the convention. And she came up and she sat down very motherly. And the first thing she said to me was, why do you not want anyone to talk to you? And I was like, no, I don't mind. And she's like, you have all these things on you that make people stay away. Spikes, your hair is even spiked. Like, you don't want people to engage with you. Why is that? And I thought, oh, here comes this lecture. <laughs> and she started talking to me about magic and perception and reality and how I portray myself. And mm -hmm. it was just this conversation I had never had before. And then she was like you know you can go home and burn a candle and then she started telling me things and i think that's really when i actually started to practice and then like i found consciously. out yeah consciously and then she suggested a book to me uh it was like a modern witchcraft book and this i think again this would be about 1986 or 87 and the author scott cunningham is from royal oak michigan which is where i'm from I did not so know that. A, yeah, I didn't so know I found that a either. real connection with that, and that really spun me off into that direction. Oh, I did not know that about yeah. Cunningham. You guys are like neighbors. Yeah, yeah me either. Yeah, yeah I, I think I literally lived so, like I'm like a half a mile away from my house where I live now. Oh, that's that's really mean. <laughs> and he moved very quickly away from Royal, Royal Oak. It was not the pinnacle of acceptance uh, up until about maybe 10 years ago yeah can, 
I no, feel it's like the Midwest that's a lot still. of places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the northern yeah. Midwest, but it's still the Midwest still. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's like especially your earliest thing about being a child and be like, this is going to happen. You know, child like, you know, childlike stuff is so important to our crafts now. And like back then, you know, we like kids are like extraordinarily like powerful because what they believe, like you know, they believe it with their whole being. And, you know, as adults, yeah. we're constantly fighting that. And it's so yeah. funny when I see like a ceremonial magician or a witch or someone saying like, I can't believe I have to, this this ritual makes me have to turn around four times. Like I have to <laughs> stand up and turn around four times. What's that mean? But like any seven-year-old kid will be like, oh, you want me to spin around as fast as I can? I will do that immediately right now. By doing that until I throw up on my body. Thank you so much. Yes. Zach. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm happy to do it. Or oh, giving me huge pieces of chalk so I can make crazy things on the ground. Yes, I will absolutely do that. That's like fun. <laughs> No hesitation. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of them. We do this because hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So this week, we're talking about the Three of Cups reversed. On this card, when it is upright, we see three femme figures having a joyous time. They're dancing around a circle with their cups raised to the sky, and they are surrounded by a cornucopia of fruits and veg. The universal keywords to this card are gossip, isolation, and too much partying. We actually spoke about this card upright with another one of our guests, Shay from last year. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I just, I figured it was, this was like the perfect card to talk yeah. about this yeah. episode. No, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's prevalent to also touch on the, the upright themes of this card before we jump into the reversed. So it is important to note that the threes in tarot represent our foundations and the cups are about our happiness and emotions. The three of cups shows three beings having fun and letting loose. It is important to have fun in life and do what makes us happy and just, you know, let go occasionally. When we don't, we can actually hurt our long-term happiness. Now, when this card pops up reverse for readings, for myself and clients, it shows one of two things. First, in most cases, it shows that someone is over-partying or being far too laid back or even distracting themselves from, from like the more difficult parts of life yeah. by indulging in things that like are not only that are only fun in like the short term, but can quickly turn harmful, such as excess drinking, drug use, among other things. Like we can agree that anything in excess, like excess can become harmful. And here in the three of cups reverse, we begin to slip into that, like the devil's card theme. Mm. Like we're not quite there yet, but we are leaning there on the border. We can easily turn things around at this point. Now, on the other hand, the second way this card can come up is when we are isolating ourselves from friends and from the outside world. 
this definitely will be shown in other cards in the spread, such as the Hermit showing up, the Hangman reversed, Five of Cups, or any of those isolating cards, or even workaholic cards like the Eight of Pence. So in this case, it may be time to like let go of... Um, a time to go out with some friends or even like with a partner, go on a date, have like a dinner party, have a few drinks with <clears> friends, <throat> or just even like hang out at home and like do like a bunch of different separate things together. But, you know, whatever will get us out there socializing and not so isolated anymore. So how do you view this card, Robin? Dear? I'm totally going to disagree with you on this one. Oh, no. We haven't had one. We haven't had one that is this disagreeable in a really long time. So I think our audience oh, no. will appreciate that. But <laughs> the three of swords, or not three of swords, the three of cups in reverse to me is, you know how there's that character in the front whose back is turned to us and we don't see them? Mm -hmm. So when it's upright, I always see it as like partying and all that, but to kind of like keep your wits about you, because even though you're partying, you don't know everyone, right? Thus, mm -hmm. the, the, the person's back is turned to us. When it is in reverse, the partying has gone too hard and mm -hmm. somebody is out I, I call it very much so like a reasonable paranoia card. Somebody mm -hmm. in your circle of partying essentially is forgetting about your well-being to keep the party going. And so they mm -hmm. might be talking behind your back. They might be kind of egging a situation on that like mm -hmm. will keep the party going, right? Keep the fun for them. And so... Yeah, I always see it as a maybe it's time to go home card. Call it a night. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go home. <laughs> um, Look more into your friends. Yeah, or even and not even your friends, but like the people in your surroundings that you mm -hmm. are spending your free time with. They might not even be good friends. They might just be like relative acquaintances, but they don't have your best interest at heart. And I, mm -hmm. to me, it's always a very big red flag card. Now, yeah. I would like to preface that because we you picked this card for the night, I'm the one who does not have anyone's best interest at heart. I will be stabbing you all in the back tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. <laughs> the never have I ever. They're are all aimed at us. <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> If you have just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can use it in your magical practice. Um, because this because this episode comes out the exact same day as the full moon that we talked about last episode, we are going to talk about the new moon that is happening on March 31st, which is the new moon in Aries. And, yeah, and some people say that's like the most important new moon just do they so say we're that? all aware do some oh people they say that? it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying it for any personal reasons not I'm for just any saying personal reasons whatsoever maria's not at all early hinting at her birthday <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to use the new moon in aries for your practice as always new moons are really good for fresh starts and doing 
magic that is going to get, you know, a, a launch or a new beginning in your practice. And this particular new moon is really, really good at doing things that you've literally never done before. Aries new moons are fiery. They are all about that kind of <sighs> vitality and life force that we can bring to any kind of situation. And so in terms of your magical practice, consider doing something brand new, something that maybe is a little bit out of your comfort zone, but is going to put you in a position that is exciting and fresh and full of confidence. <laughs> um, uh, the one thing I will say about this new moon Okay. Uh, you better not say anything negative. The one thing I will say about this new moon <laughs> is that sometimes some people, not Maria, of course not Maria, but no, some no, no. people during a new moon in Aries <laughs> can get a little sensitive around remarks that are made in jest that perhaps were said insensitively and therefore we might be reactionary in that I would recommend not doing any kind of magic that maybe is reactionary and instead consider doing magic that is thought out <laughs> that is fresh and exciting and not so reactionary so just mm -hmm. consider that <laughs> yeah i really like uh, for aries like new moons like it's that whole like emperor and like mm. eight of wands energy and like just massively yeah like stepping like being a little bit more aggressive like yeah. this is what i want so i'm gonna go after it no yes. matter what you know like, like and then taking up space but like aggressive without being <laughs> yes. like assaulting uh, being, exactly <laughs> <laughs> taking up space you know like yes. man spreading <laughs> man spreading in your space <laughs> <laughs> so where in your life do you need a man spread right now <laughs> like put your spell work towards that let me roll out the rolodex of places that i personally need a man spread i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> oh my goodness yes <laughs> So hello. <laughs> We're like a lot of wine in right now. So <laughs> no, we already started this so ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be fun. We're gonna play a game of Witchy. Never have I ever with some normal like questions thrown in with our special guest. So <laughs> this should be fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, did we told we we explained what the game is at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, right? we explained at the beginning. Okay, perfect. so okay. we're each are, going. Am I, am I supposed to lie about never have I ever? No, no. So you, take you a can sip. never lie. You take a sip <laughs> if you've done it, and then you have to explain when it's happened. Okay, <laughs> that's the rules. Um, yeah. So who wants right, to so go you guys first? Get me started, though. Yeah, Maria, yeah. you go first. Okay, okay, let me bring up my list because I have a list and I'm not going to be able to think of them. Okay. <clears throat> Never have I ever done a whole ritual outside Skyclad. No, wait, you're supposed to drink if you have done it? Yes. 
<laughs> they both drink drink everybody because we're all what about video. You? you have to drink if you've done it as well madame i haven't done a whole thing outside like oh i haven't i've been outside God. for like a second well, i've <laughs> always lived in suburbia or on a base in the military so unfollowed, i've never <laughs> unfollowed canceled uh, you know what actually i've used you as wank wank fodder for years because i thought that was something and now i retract it no, i'm just kidding <laughs> so we have to hear the stories you robin first go on go on i was 17 um i had a good group of like witchy friends and we went to like so I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. We went to Muir Woods, which is just north of San Francisco. It's like got really, really tall redwood trees. And we did a whole ritual in the woods. And it was very much so teenage happenings. Nobody really knew what they were doing properly. But we all brought our ritual daggers. Okay. And I think that should count <laughs> for something. You bring the daggers while we you're naked. We had the daggers. We had it. <laughs> We had stolen wine and we had our whole vagines out to the world. And I think that that is really saying something. So that sounds so magical. It was really How about bad. You, Danny? I've, I've done a ton of rituals naked outside. Uh, my family, first of all, owns a lot of property. Well, like 90 acres of property in northern Michigan, which is all trees and forests. I'm so and jealous. <laughs> Uh, my dad, weirdly enough, I never noticed, I, I, it took the internet for me to notice this, but I used to go back to this patch where my dad used to hunt and I would go back there and try and do, I would do rituals to allow the animals to know, like, even though he hunts here, this is okay for you to be in this place. So I'd go back there, sky clad naked and like do this huge ritual. And when the internet came around and Google Earth happened, <laughs> I I looked at my parents' property through Google Earth, and the patch that my dad cleared to hunt animals in is in the shape of a dick. <laughs> like he unknowingly, he unknowingly made a huge patch in the forest that looks like balls and a dick. It's crazy. And or was it so intentional? Funny. And he was like, it's not and, intentional. And the dick is pointing east. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> That's perfect. That's it's so, so crazy. Oh, and Maria, to your point, I live in a residential neighborhood and the height of height of cis white male privilege is that I very often go in my backyard, which does not have a fence, and I am naked <laughs> and do rituals and I have had the police stop at my house because <laughs> neighbors have called the police and I have explained I'm doing a religious ritual and they drive away. <laughs> uh, my cock is out for God. Have you ever thought about that? Take out Jesus, see. everybody. <laughs> I've done it inside. I mean, it's not a big deal. Which my wife like was like, "You've done rituals skyclad inside without me." I'm like, "Yeah." Like yeah, I did it all the time. inside like a million times. Oh, yeah. And then I'm, she was she was very I've upset. Only done it like. <laughs> once or twice like really really few times <laughs> i'm very shy <laughs> nobody believes that <laughs> no 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 your turn right. well robin next yeah i'll go 
So never oh, have yes. I ever been hit on and solicited for sex at a paranormal convention. <laughs> I knew Maria Does was this mean someone solicited you or you yeah. solicited sex? Somebody tried to have sex like with someone you was like, at a convention. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I knew you both were going to drink for this one. And that's why I put it in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got him. <laughs> Tenny, I'll let you go first with your story. Uh, I mean, it, on, it, strangely, it happened. I don't know how strangely, but being a single older man who has never been married, who doesn't have kids, at like who's into witchy, weird, paranormal stuff, when I go to conventions, there are a lot of people who find that very attractive and <laughs> i am solicited very often at paranormal conventions <laughs> like i don't even i mean it doesn't have it just i think it really just has to do with here's a person that i know is accepting of who i am and doesn't judge people on who they are or what they think you know it's all races genders types like tenny you want to get down and I am, I am somewhat provincial, like strangely enough. And I'm now old enough to be like, I don't want to have to like take showers and like hang out with people. I don't really know. <laughs> so no, but thank you. Thank you so much. But no, <laughs> Maria. So actually the last um, pagan fair that we went to, like this big group of guys like followed like my family around, but I found out they were like following me around as soon as my wife and daughter left, like they were like, Hey, how are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and like, just like blatantly hitting on me. And then they just kind of like stepped away and they kept like staring at me and like looking me up and down. And like, I heard one of them, like an asshole be like, that's how witches are supposed to look. And then <laughs> I was sitting in the grass listening to like this pagan band, like perform. And they were, I, I don't know. They just like, they kept asking me like how and stuff like that. And I was like, really un uncomfortable and embarrassing. Because I'm like, I'm literally here with my wife and child, and they, you know, um, they didn't were roommates. Get it. Okay, they were roommates. Okay, <laughs> we're like holding hands and stuff. Like it's fine. It's fine. They're just it's best fine. friends. Best friends hold hands for comfort all the time. I don't know. Yeah, you it's guys okay. were making out like in a best friend way. <laughs> in a best friend way, but they, it was really gross. Like it was like maybe a group of ten of them, and they were all like really slimy skeezy that's stranger dudes. danger it is if i was alone i would feel scared for like my safety but i feel like a lot of the times at like i feel like sometimes there are massive drug drinking parties that are happening and a paranormal convention breaks out Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like people are like, this is my moment to just let loose on everything. Yep. And like, it can get really creepy. Yeah. yeah. And we even already have a problem with Pagan Fest down here because since we're, you know, in the South, we have like a bunch of neo-Nazis and stuff like that showing up right. in like Viking garb and stuff. And that's these guys. They were like, you could tell that they were those type of dudes. So right. I was mm -hmm. like, 
you're not my type. Like, I hate everything you stand for. Stop hitting on me. I'm not right. going anywhere with any of you. Leave me alone. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Teddy, your turn. <laughs> hey, Robin, that's never happened to you? Something? You have, this, you have the thing. Yeah, that's never happened to me. I don't get hit on. I do not get hit on in a very genuine way. Wait, so am I supposed to think of things that haven't happened to me that might have happened to you? Yeah. Or you can think of something that has happened to you that maybe has happened to us, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just you'll have to drink, too. Yeah, it just means you'll oh, have to drink well, as well. I want everyone to drink. I want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. Thank you uh, very much. Never have I ever had to call the police on someone who was obsessed with me. <sighs> Not just the police, but the <clears throat> FBI, motherfuckers. <laughs> I have people I should have, yes. You've never called the cops no. on somebody who's been obsessive over you? No, because well, it happened when orders. I was younger, so I was a little like, you know, you're conditioned as a teenage girl to be like, this is normal. Right. <sighs> okay. All right, Ramen, go. So I've got a few of these situations, but I will share the funniest one. Um, and it is, there. Uh, my best friend was not dating, but she went on a few dates with a guy. Didn't work out. You know, you go on a couple dates, you're like not feeling it. And and a discussion, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy was like, no, we're soulmates. Um, he would not stop reaching out to all of us. Everyone, because so we all live together. He wouldn't stop reaching mm-hmm. out to every single one of us. I still have his unopened Facebook message request because it's so funny to me to this day that I refuse to get rid of it. <laughs> Even though I have a restraining order against this guy, like I refuse to get rid of it because it's just so funny to me. And sometimes when I'm feeling sad, like I'll open it back up just to be reminded of like that psychotic moment in my life. Um, <clears throat> He would send letters to our house and he would call all of us on Facebook Messenger. Then this is like like before you could block a phone number um, on mm-hmm. smartphones. And I will never forget this. He said, Ash and I are soulmates. We shared a toothbrush. And Ash was like, he used my toothbrush. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, he bothered all of us so bad that all of us had to get like respective restraining orders against the guy. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you drink any? <laughs> I did drink. Okay, uh, I on, had uh, I did a lecture at the public library in my hometown. And then I came home after it was done. It was, you know, it's a public library. So my lecture was like at eight o'clock. And then I think like nine 30, I got home, changed clothes and went out for the night. Cause it was a Friday and went to the bar, hung out the bar until bar close two 30 in the morning, uh, came home and there was a woman sitting on my front porch and I walked oh, up and I was down. like, yeah, and I was like, "Are hello?" And she was like, "Oh, Mr. Tenny, I was at your lecture tonight, and after you were done, I followed you home, and then I saw you leave." What? I, I have more stories I want to tell you, and so I've been waiting for you. So she's been sitting there for five hours on my front porch. Mm-mm. She sounds cool. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's completely normal 
the right state of mind. It's and fine. And so I was like, this is my home. You can't be here. And a switch flipped immediately. Like, three o'clock in the morning, she starts screaming from my front porch. She's like, you fucking asshole. Do you know how long I've sat here? I want to talk to you. Excuse me? And I was like, I have to call the police. You call the police, you fucking moron. And so I called the police, and they took her away, and they brought someone to take her car. And, yeah. Psycho. Oh, my God. People have just this insane like i know when it comes to social media we call it parasocial relationships right but Mm -hmm. people truly have just a very bizarre understanding of how to act appropriately when they perceive somebody as famous um regardless of that level you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because fame is subjective um so regardless of the level of fame that somebody has if they perceive them as famous all, it's like mm-hmm. all bets are off. <laughs> I had a gentleman show up at my, I was sitting in home one day. It was like you know, normal Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon and a knock on my door, which is uncommon. No one comes to my door. And so I went to the door thinking it was just a solicitor for something, passing something out or wanting to know if I needed new windows or a roof or something. Mm-hmm. I opened the door and there's a guy there and he's like, Hey John. And I'm like, Hello. And he was like, I met you at this event uh, two years earlier in California. And he's like, and I was in Detroit for a business meeting. So, you know, those websites where you can pay like $60 and find out where people live. And I knew you lived here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so I got your, I paid the $60 and got your address. Do you want to go out to dinner? (laughs) And I was no. like, uh, I'm really busy tonight. <laughs> like, no, I, I can't. I could, buddy, but I just remembered that I want to do literally fucking anything else. Thank you so much, though. This has been real. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm going to be in town for three or four days. So here's my phone number. Can I get your phone number? And I, I, like, I'm floored. Like, it's literally, I don't usually wake up until two in the afternoon. <laughs> and this is at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> You're like, I'm usually asleep right now. Is this a, is this a dream? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird, dude. Like, I know that we all know this because especially the circles that we run in are exceptionally interesting <laughs> corners of the universe. But people are fucking weird. They never cease to amaze me. <laughs> I had a woman one time send me a half-drank bottle of liquor. And she was like, I drank half of this. She was like, I I drank half of this. I want you to drink the other half. And also in this. It sounds like spell work. No, thanks. No, for sure. sure. And she was like, and also, if you will notice in this Ziploc bag in this package is a a T-shirt that I wore and sweat in. So you can smell me while you drink the liquor. No. Shut Shut up. Listen, I never want that to happen to me ever. If that happens to me, I'm literally going to think of you. I I walked with the rod and I walked in the pot with the box outside, and I was like, I can't even have this near my house. (laughs) No, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
Oh, no. God. There's so it's many like, circumstances I should have called the cops, but I didn't. But Really? Mm. I'm like, I am very pro. Like, if I'm uncomfortable, I will warn you once, and then that's the end of the conversation. Um, especially when it comes to any situation where I feel like my physical safety is, like, in mm. danger. Like, I, I will just yeah. call the police. Like, I... And, and see... I'll warn you, like, I never would call somebody unsolicited without at least mm-hmm. a, like, a boundary set first. So, like, I'll set a boundary with you, and if you choose to absolutely ignore that, I'm calling 911, and I'm not going to feel mm-hmm. guilty about it. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> it is your turn, Maria. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Let's Are see here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Never have I ever had an oh shit moment with a spell candle. With a candle spell. <laughs> All right, I'm the only one. Cool. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> you guys ever exploded a seven day candle before with oil in it, and then that oil gets on your things, and then you can't put it out, and then it's really scary, no. and you think your house is going to burn down? Just me? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that really fucking happened to me. Um, like, so I had a glass of safe, Robin. Listen, I know that we always stand here. Don't burn your houses down, witches. And that's because I have almost burned my house down before. You're literally um, in a tin can. I mean, it's true. You're but, in a vessel for fire. <laughs> like, I mean, the fire will just. Listen, mistakes were made a long way. Um,. <laughs> Mistakes. Basically, I had Brain, like just born in a born in a pool of gasoline. <laughs> I had listen. I had poked all my little holes in my seven day, and I was like, "Oh, don't drown this candle in oil, Robin. Poke your holes." The problem was, I was given the oil by somebody else, and I didn't know that it was pure, like ethanol and um like essential oils i thought Mm -hmm. when they said they gave me an oil i assume it's got carrier oils in it not that it is pure fucking alcohol based with essential oils in it like don't call it an oil just because it has an essential oil that's not an actual oil that's anyway so i'm like doing my normal dousing of this shit the whole goddamn candle goes like then like a fucking roman pork I'm like, oh, that's probably not good. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, as I'm sat there watching this and thinking, I should probably get like a wet towel or something to put over this. The glass breaks because it's so fucking hot. It goes and the oil just like pours out the sides. It's everything's on fire. Everything is on fire. And I'm like, <laughs> like fine. thinking like food safety, right? an oil fire you don't want to throw water on it because then it goes push i'm like i need to get a wet towel and i'm like getting a wet towel and putting on it my husband walks in the room and goes what smells like burnt hair and i'm like if you think something is going awry you're actually incorrect because it's going very good it's never been better, actually. <laughs> it's under control. It's fine. 
That's chaos magic. That's, that was chaos, all right. <laughs> magic. By pure definition, it was chaos. It magic. really sounds like that spell went really well, and whatever you wanted I is coming actually, to that it was you very light and nothing went wrong, and that was exactly how it should have gone. And I think actually that the simple protection spell I was doing, I was so safe. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been safer in my life, actually. <laughs> I was like, oh, this will be easy breezy. And then I'm sat there going, oh my God, there's glass and fire everywhere. What do I do? It was not good. Uh, <laughs> not good. Not good, guys. I did have to throw out my entire, like, I had like a wooden altar slab, right? Had to throw the whole thing out because it was like completely fucked. <sighs> Um, okay. My next one then is never have I ever seen somebody in a room and thought they were there, but they were actually a ghost. All right, everybody's drink. (laughs) So Maria, you go first. Okay. This is actually um about a animal. So Literally, um, my dogs had just passed away. Like, we were just literally talking about this. And they used to lay on my bed at night. And so I had woken up, like, oh, no, it had been, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. I think I said this on the podcast, like, a long time ago in one of our ghost episodes. But um, I had woken up, and there was two balls of light on the bed. But, like, my dogs were um, Maltese, so they were, like, white. No, they were Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu, sorry. And so I was like, oh, they're just laying... <laughs> and they're just <laughs> look. I am like a whole almost wine bottle, and we're fine. Like, I don't know. It was like a poodle or something. I got anyways. They used to lay at the end of my bed, and I was like, oh, you know, um, they're at the end of my bed. I feel safe, and I was like, oh wait no this isn't right and they like jumped off of my bed the balls of light jumped off of my bed and went up the stairs and that was like the last time I ever saw them but for a moment I thought they were just laying next to me like they used to that's sweet though that's so sweet they're always there right yeah Yeah. but that was in a house that was like I don't know now I'm like you know there's no going back to the house and it makes me makes me sad I uh I I did a library lecture years ago. I talk about this in my lectures sometimes. I don't ever talk about religion at my lectures because it's such a touchy subject for everybody. Mm -hmm. And there was this girl who was probably 11 to to 13 years old. And at the end, I was doing a QA. and a And I said, did anybody have any questions? She raised her hand and her dad was saying, like sitting next to her, like, don't call on her but i love kids like they're great ways into magic right Mm -hmm. and i said what's your question and she said to me is my dog who died last week in heaven and like i didn't know how to approach it because like it gets into religion and spirituality but as a person who plays music and paints and draws, there are these inspired moments that we have. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, when I say this, it will not be as good as it was 
in the moment. But there was this inspired moment where I kind of got down in front of her and I looked in her eyes and I said, I don't know if there's a heaven, but if there is, then it's populated by the delicateness of insects and the songs of birds and the friendliness of cats and the warmth of dogs. And if they're not there, then it's not heaven. And then I stood up and I was like, oh, fuck, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're crying, there, you're right? Yeah. They're the best part of us. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so mm-hmm. sweet. I love that. <laughs> That's so sweet, Penny. You're going to out yourself as a nice guy. <laughs> I'm a grumpy old man. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, for me... It was, I was, so I, I, that apartment that I talked about earlier where I had all the roommates, we Mm -hmm. had a balcony on my bedroom and I lived on the 27th floor of what was affectionately known as Crystal Tower in San Francisco, about a block from the city hall and if you've ever been to san francisco you know that that is the tenderloin that is where i'm from and anybody who has a problem with the tenderloin can actually catch these hands anyway um crystal tower (laughs) is has a curse on it um if you look it up it's called the fox plaza theater so that that's where i lived for ever for years it has a curse on it and crystal tower got its name because nobody would live there because of the curse. And uh, the city made a deal basically with the Fox Plaza apartments to take in people that were on Section 8, even though it wasn't a Section 8 apartment. Like it wasn't a building designated for that. And they would make these deals and you'd get people in there that unfortunately had, you know, problems with substance abuse and thus Crystal Tower. Anyway, we had this guy who was our neighbor. He lived like three or four apartments down. And he was not well. He was not a well man. And he would leave little notes on his door all the time. That'd be like, you know, fuck you in 2708. I know that you stole my cheese or something like that. And you'd be like, buddy, <laughs> nobody's going to your house. Cheese. And it'd be like little things like that. Like, like he just wasn't living in a state of reality. Like he was not well. He was a very unwell man. Yeah. And it was like two in the morning one night. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I see him on my balcony. And there's, mind you, there's Excuse no way this me? man could have gotten on my balcony because that's not how the mm-hmm. build, like if you look the building up, it's it, every balcony is completely like segregated from every other apartment. There's no possible way to get in. But 2 a.m. half awake, Robin doesn't process that. And I'm like, oh my God, 2713 or whatever his number was is on my balcony what the fuck he had jumped um off his balcony and unfortunately obviously didn't survive 27 Mm -hmm. floors is a long way to go and he was on my balcony and then he was gone it was it was literally like just this brief little moment in time that he was there and i just saw him and then i woke up and i'd gotten a bunch of texts from my roommate who couldn't get into the building because he had jumped and the police were there and blocked off the entrance and all that and it was crazy. It was the, the the most surreal moment for me because I was like, it was irrational thought as that he would even be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's... cause he, there was no, there's literally no possible way this man could have gotten to my apartment balcony. And yet I was like, Oh my God, how is he here? Like he's on my balcony and then he was mm-hmm. gone. And then it, he was dead. Like it was the craziest scenario of my life. 
That wow. is not isn't that wild. Yeah. <clears throat> that is wild. And it was only like that his him being there was like it felt like ten minutes, but it was probably about half a minute. Like not even mm. that. It was probably like seconds. But I well, still was like moment with like spirits seems like yeah, a feels really way longer. long time yeah. when it's not. It's really not because it was it was truly yeah. in a state where I was not fully conscious and awake yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was the only reason I even considered him being actually like possible to have, to have gotten to the balcony. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> No, Maria, I think you're right, too. Like, I think that one of the things that people discount a lot of the times is that, like, with spirits, like, they're not biologically tethered to our chronology. Mm -hmm. And so when we interact with them, our sense of time gets mixed up, too. It's so mixed up. Yeah, like, it's like, I'm seeing this thing that's happening for you know, 30 seconds or 10 seconds, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's an hour or it mm-hmm. seems like 15 minutes or yeah. like it's, they like get for entangled me it with felt us. like it was probably close to like 10, 15 minutes, but in actual play out where I was, we're looking at less than 30 seconds. Well, I even right. think like in places of like ritual or like anything that deals with liminal spaces, like time just stretches that's why like mm-hmm. when we do like rituals and stuff like that like time like it's like oh yeah, i did this ritual for five minutes it's like no you did it for, for an, an hour, hour. <laughs> it's literally yeah. an hour <laughs> it's like great yeah. i mean it's now like 10 o'clock i need to go to bed well i've, I've talked to people before about when we talk about liminal spaces so i for as grumpy an old man as i am like I tell a lot of dad jokes and I try and be like, I think I'm kind of humorous sometimes and say funny things. You are very funny. Yes. I'll let you have this one. (laughs) But I feel like humor is a liminal space because Mm -hmm. there's the beginning of the joke is told. And then there's a liminal space where anything can happen after the beginning of the joke. Mm -hmm. Right. Like knock, knock is a perfect example. Like knock, Mm -hmm. knock. Anything can happen after you say who is there. Yeah. Like, and so in your brain, even when that joke happens in 10 seconds, it seems like there's an infinity of time before the person says, like, orange, right? <laughs> like, like, there's this weird <laughs> moment with humor and liminal spaces because yeah. anything is possible in that liminal space. It's crazy yeah i love yeah all right the last conversations one, happening while Penny, we're drunk pick what, our, what our last never have i ever is oh no oh, I, have wait, wait, I have one more i have one more after oh, tenny okay <laughs> am i supposed to talk about when someone wasn't there what i'm supposed to talk about when someone wasn't there yeah right? tenny already went that was a oh, no, didn't you? go yet oh, you didn't go you go <laughs> Anyways, I was at the Stanley. I was at the Stanley Hotel, and I was hosting a ghost hunt. And like, it, with ghost hunts at the Stanley Hotel and at, at major events, like you break people up into groups of fifteen or twenty, and they all cycle through the place and whatever. You mm. all have a forty-five minutes to investigate. It's, it's nonsense, but people get happy with it. Whatever. <laughs> but we were sitting in this uh, room at the Stanley Hotel, 
and it was dark and no lights on illuminated by moonlight only and i said before we talk to the ghosts we should introduce ourselves so i'm john and i'm from michigan and we went around the room and you could see everybody's silhouette and there was a woman who said that she was from i think minnesota and then the woman next to her the silhouette next to her didn't say anything and then the woman next to her said i'm from wisconsin and I was like, well, not everybody likes to talk in public and not everybody likes to like, it's fine that that woman didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. When the lights turned on, there were these two women, the woman from Minnesota and Wisconsin, and there was no one in between them. There was a human space in between them mm -hmm. <laughs> and the whole fucking room freaked out. Oh and I was God. like, someone came in here <laughs> like as part of our group that wasn't actually here mm -hmm. and they it's so crazy what was that they wanted a tour yeah, yeah. And they wanted to be a part of what we were doing and it's so crazy that like so to even to this day i feel to myself like i'm not sure when i'm talking to people <laughs> who's there and who just wants to be there it's right. so funny when stuff like that happens on like ghost tours because even my dad who's like a extreme like skeptic he went on a tour of the um oh my gosh that one house that's like below san francisco what's that one with the crazy like all the different types um, of don't ever rooms and stuff ever disrespect the, the winchester, winchester mistress yeah, winchester. Like, yeah, no they were like in the basement and my dad saw someone who was had like a wheelbarrow and was like scooping stuff into it and he was like he spoke to the guy and was like do you not see that dude who's working why is he working you know on this house and the tour guide was like i don't see anybody and like i think my dad had like this whole like <laughs> moment where he's like do ghosts exist <laughs> oh my god Jessica and i got free jessica got us free passes to see the winchester movie one time and we watched the movie and it was terrible it was it a was horrible awful. trip it's like really horrible. to go see so I, because I'm from the Bay Area, I grew up going to the Winchester Mystery House. I've probably gone like a dozen times. And it was something yeah. my dad and I always liked doing together. And when the movie came out, my dad's like, I want to take you to go see the movie. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, daughter moment. Yeah, I'll go. And he <laughs> loved it. And he was like, oh, my God, it was so good. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like right. It was a nice experience to go with him, but it was I've never been. not my favorite. So maybe it's if you've never been or I like think if heard you've never the story it would be a totally different experience but because i've been so many times i was like well that's not exactly how this happened is it it was it was so funny because after the movie was over like there were obviously there were like 12 people there for the advanced screening like nobody went to see it mm -hmm. and jessica was like Hey, everybody. Like, she stood up in the movie theater and she was like, Hey, everybody. Tenny is a ghost hunter who's done it for 30 years <laughs> and he's been in the Winchester Mystery House and he will tell you how terrible this movie is. <laughs> and me and the crowd talked for longer than the movie like, actually sweet, ran. Though. That is. I would rather, like, hear, like, straight up stuff. Like, that's really interesting to me. But, yeah. 
Yeah. All right, do I have to think about Think of it, never have I ever, and then Maria has one, and then we'll be done. I have <laughs> to. I have to. I'm saving this one. I've been saving this one. This one's like oh, highlighted, starred, and everything. Oh, God. This, that's can call I, off to me, then. Never have I ever, can I do uh, Would You Rather? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, would you rather be a robot that is head and arms or a robot that is head on top of a waist with legs (laughs) you know what I got an answer for this. I would rather okay. be a robot with head and arms. Wait, no matter what your answer is, take a drink. Oh, okay. 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 I would rather be a robot with head and arms because at least then I could probably like do a balancing act where I got one arm that's still functioning. But if I was like a torso <laughs> with legs, like feet can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I know people do function, with just feet but if i had the choice between hands or feet i'm going hands every time let's see but with hands wait but with hands like you're you're gonna get super tired walking to places uh excuse let's me see, i'm gonna get super fucking jacked her hands i'm gonna get so... fucking jacked is what you're saying i'm gonna have huge fucking biceps <laughs> walking around like a goddamn like the yoked centipede what's up guys <laughs> You sound really jealous, actually, that you're, like, so weak, and I'm over here just with arms and super strong. (laughs) There we go. See, I would rather have legs, probably because, like, you know, the whole sad move thing. So traveling, going places, I would rather, like, run up to people and be like... Do you want to know this fact? <laughs> She's a fucking horse girl, is what she is. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no, no. I'm not have legs because I'm a fucking horse girl. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just one of those really involved tour guides, okay? If I was a robot, I'm going to be a tour guide and I'm going to run up to people and scare the shit out of them. <laughs> Oh yeah, we but call yeah. her Norm Sprinting Maria. I'm with Maria. You guys are both stupid. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're walking all around with like these big buff walking arms, like, yoga. hey guys, look at my arms. Look at like this. I'm going I'm walking around like this. Why does it remind me of that like on Toy Story, like the big baby head with the like the yeah, that's me. Stuff. Legs? yeah 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 no. Hello, that is like gold right there in this situation <laughs> that's robin and in, in her liminal space <laughs> why would you have legs Teddy? oh so i could go places and do things exactly without getting super tired you guys are so lame you both sound very weak Okay, and I'm very strong. I have my brain. I can run around. I can like, go to different places. Exactly. That's and me. Plus, you know, the other thing to do is if I have legs, that probably means I have a waist. And so, like, at some point, I mean, human beings are sexual creatures. So okay. if I have a waist, it all comes back to doesn't it? God. I don't go arms, but I do get off. So have you considered that? <laughs> oh, remember that one movie with Robin Williams where he was a robot and like uh, Bicentennial Man? Yeah, Bicentennial Man. Man. 
Yeah. That movie <laughs> fucked me up. For real. Yeah, I was, did like, me I was too. like nine years old the first time I saw that movie. No, I must have been older than that. I was like 10 or 11. But I saw the movie the first time and I like was ruined. I was like, this has ruined my perception of what life was, and what reality. Was with him and like those movies. Because he also did that one movie like where he went to heaven and he had his own heaven as save, save his wife from hell. Oh, right? no, what dreams may come. That's yeah, it's not such a good movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you better be prepared, prepared with tissue. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. No, I, I implore me. people to read Richard Matheson books if they've never read them. It's crazy because that What Dreams May Come, written by Richard Matheson, uh, is also Richard Matheson also wrote the crazy Will Smith movie I Am Legend. Oh, that was Will a good Smith. movie too. But, we but the, if you read the books, they're age. so much better. Richard Matheson is like one of the greatest <laughs> writers. I will look it up. All right, Em, what's your last Never Have I Ever? <laughs> Never Have I Ever poured nail polish all over a photo and set it on fire for a hex. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, wait, wait, I stopped drinking solely because I haven't done that. I really want to finish this bottle of wine. Do it. Uh, everybody knows the story. If they're an There's avid listener, if they're an avid listener of the podcast, I was like 13 years old. My schoolyard best friend, she started talking to the guy I liked, which was really fucked up of her. Christina, if you're listening to this, I'm not over it. Um, and I took her photo, because like this is back still when film photography was a thing, so I had like photos of my friends. I took her photo. I covered it in nail polish very carefully. Like, like painted it. Clear varnish. Painted it in nail polish. And then I lit it on fire, and I was like, never again Like, will you... St- see the likes of a guy or something like that i like did a little spell i found on the internet anyway she's a lesbian now and i'm not saying that it's because i covered her nail polish and said she was never gonna be with a man again but she does crack you ever hex somebody with nail polish you fucking poser <laughs> Oh, we might have one more because I forgot we had one follower, like one. We I think did? we had another what one, but it got lost. One? Was it on, okay, it was okay. on Instagram? Yeah, it's on Instagram. One second. Let me I find it. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have any more wine. I actually did. Well, then you're going to have to pretend. We're filming video with no one. You're going to have to pretend. We'll just pretend. I drank a whole bottle of wine. You drink spirit wine. Just I know, spirit we wine. This. We answered this one. This one we've already done. It was burn but something we didn't was... mean to burn up. And that was fully my story of oh, lighting okay. my entire bus on fire. So, See, yeah. There no. was one more by someone in our Discord and we lost it because it was in our stories. Sorry. But sorry, I apologize. It's, yeah, it was Aaron. I so feel sorry, like Aaron. This is Maria's fault. Sorry, um, Aaron. I'm not going to take accountability for this one. Um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Listen, usually I'm, I'm so really sorry. good at not dropping the ball and I feel like because <laughs> I'm so flawless at all times this one is actually Maria's fault um, never mind the fact that the part two of that one episode uploaded wrong that was also not my fault that was God's mistake uh, <laughs> so wait 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 some people said that they listened to part two so yeah, was it because it wasn't my fault it was God's mistake yeah, yeah. <laughs> which God? Over this. what which God 
All of them. All of them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Here we go. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is technically the god of the No bottles? Like, what are you doing, Yahweh? <laughs> Listen, Yahweh's living their best life, okay? Like, <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. All right, we should probably end this segment now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Tenny, what is stirring your cauldron right now? <laughs> As a voice. I told you. No problem. <laughs> I'm so, so surprised I didn't laugh because, as I said, well, a few drinks in. What's stirring my cauldron? Uh, actually, <laughs> on Instagram, uh, there's an artist named Todd Purse who does all of these really cool, like, self-published comics about goblins and consciousness and the cosmos and our relationship to it. And it's just the cutest stuff you've ever seen. And his website is createmagicstudios.com and just mm-hmm. put out a full, like, uh, self-published zine of all these little comics of of consciousness and goblins and creatures and Bigfoot and UFOs. And it's the cutest stuff I've ever seen. I sent away, I got two copies. What was that? You're going to have to link me that. You're going to have to send me the link. I I got a copy for me and a copy for Jess. And it came with so much cute stuff. That's the other thing too. Like when I buy stuff from self creators, like all of a sudden you get bookmarks and posters and all this other stuff that they've just been like, their heart's been exploding to get out to the public. So I love that. That's I what's stirring that. me. <laughs> it's stirring you. It's stirring you. <laughs> so, Tammy, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> not stirring my cauldron this week is... <laughs> People who, I have no idea. I mean, I know that we live in the social media world and everything, and everybody's saying they're whatever. But the when people comment, like who I'm not following on social media posts, and they're not following me, and then they comment on my post, and then I comment back, and then they yell at me for complaining, <laughs> makes me so fucking mad like i get so upset because i'm like motherfucker we wouldn't be talking if you didn't interject your fucking stupid fucking opinion God, it's, it's maddening how dare you respond back to them after they responded post. to you yeah how I, dare i posted you. some shit with the people who know and follow me you random fucking person garbage person <laughs> Had to come in with some shit comment, and then I respond to you, and they're like, well, you put it on the fucking internet. Like, get out of here. It's the worst. I like when you comment, you post something, and for all of your followers, it's obviously a joke, because they, like, know your sense of humor or whatever and then some fucking person who doesn't know you is like well actually and it's like shut the fuck up who are you 
I hate the well, actually. That's so aggravating. The other thing that drives me crazy about those people, too, is because if someone comments like some shitty thing on one of my posts, right, I literally take 20 to 25 seconds to click on their profile, quickly scroll through their timeline, see what a garbage person they are, and then my my response to them will be, about how they're a garbage person because I just saw on their timeline. And then they're like, oh, love. now you're stuck in my timeline? How to quick love. <laughs> you fucking suck. Uh, just discovered. <laughs> you wasted the time. I wasted 30 fucking seconds to see you're a garbage person? Oh, they had to look at your stuff too. So I don't yeah. understand. I, don't think they do. I, don't, I really, I don't think they do. I think they see stuff and they're so reactionary. They're like, oh, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I mean, they just you get so many things though. Like you have the people that like, I know you both know who I'm talking about when I say this, but you have the people who will see something and think it's about them and then get like so angry. And you're like, you need to relax. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you need to breathe. You go have like a vodka tonic or something. Chill out. <laughs> You're at a ten. <laughs> I I have made comments on Twitter before, literally about people in my neighborhood, and then people DM me and they're like, "What what's wrong with me?" And I'm like, "This is about Roger." Who lives across <laughs> the street. <laughs> <laughs> you've got some you've got some main like difficulties main in your life energy. the people that <laughs> genuinely think that just random tweets are about them have got serious main character energy they need therapy they really need therapy because it's psychotic like i the the bigger i've gotten on social media the quicker i've learned that everyone thinks i'm talking about them and my ass is like i was watching zach baggins on the tv and he was yelling at ghosts and that was kind of mean and people would be like why are you talking about me like that i'm like are you zach baggins (laughs) (laughs) yep <laughs> it just so maybe that's really... that's what that's what stirs me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Valid. <laughs> it, just stirs everybody. it stirs everybody the wrong way, right? Like it makes everybody absolutely insane. It Some does. people need to. Jess and I have this. Jess and I have this conversation all the time. So I am really only like a grumpy old man in the way that I use the internet. So. You know, I record all my podcasts through my laptop. I only use Twitter when I'm on my laptop. I don't off. I very often don't know where my phone is at. My phone runs out of battery charge all the time. Like I don't plug it in. I don't take it with me when I go on walks. And people like the majority of people online right now just aren't in that headspace that I'm in. Like mm-hmm. if someone tweets to me on Twitter and then I don't get back to them in three hours they take it as an insult, not realizing that for me, I have to sit in front of my computer, turn my computer on, log into Twitter and use the Twitter desktop <laughs> application to respond to them. I'm not scrolling through my phone all the time. Yeah. Well, and and like, even, I, I, think, I stay yeah. away from my phone and I, I get the say, same stuff where people get so upset. has some form of a persona on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what 
form it is, but some everybody who has some form of persona on the internet, I think it's a universal experience that we all do not enjoy social media and do not actually spend much time on it. Like mm-hmm. Twitter as a great example, I show up, I just like fart onto Twitter and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't browse Twitter, I don't browse Instagram. Like I sincerely do not enjoy these things like i have so a child what you're saying, i'd rather hang out with so woman what you're saying is that you crop dust twitter and then yeah. you leave. i literally show up and i'm like <laughs> and then i leave here's my thought i shouldn't have put online you're welcome everybody uh, no i will not proofread this and if you point it out you're a piece of shit thank you <laughs> when I wrote Guadalupe out um, on a tweet. And the problem is I spelled Guadalupe wrong one time. So autocorrect just now changes it to the incorrect spelling, right? Every Mm -hmm. fucking time. And I don't notice. And they were like, actually, it's spelled Guadalupe. And I'm like, I will kill myself. And I deleted the tweet. And I was just like, I'm done. Goodbye, internet. I had enough of you today. (laughs) Have you ever... so? I wonder though, have you ever had, so this used to happen to me a lot. I am born and raised and live in the same town that I was born and raised in. But this, I don't go, I mean, obviously because of the pandemic and COVID and stuff, I don't go out as much anymore. But this used to happen a lot where I would be at the bar and someone would start telling me a story and they would be telling it incorrectly. And I knew that because it was my story. And so I would say like... Yeah, and I would be like, no, that's not what happened. They'd be like, how do you know? And I'd be like, because you're telling my story. What? Yeah. That's bananas. That happens to me all the time. It's crazy. I mean, listen. That's bananas. Listen, especially with social media, I'll say a fart on the internet or I'll say it in passing and then some douchebag will make it into content on three other platforms and I'm like, pretty sure that's my story but go off king yeah <laughs> pretty and then they're sure. offended that they're offended that they get caught oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> and then they go oh that's not what i meant and i'm like what do you mean what did you mean then <laughs> they're like no 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 mine was this uh, it really uh, happened to me too <laughs> really because that feels like a hyper specific story that always happens to me but okay <laughs> people are messes god I love the yeah, internet nice. <laughs> the internet <laughs> If you have just joined us this episode, every episode we talk about creators and artists that we are loving right now. Um, These are organically found. So stop emailing us. Stop it. It's rude. It's weird. It makes me and Maria feel uncomfortable. And we both kind of make fun of you behind your back. I'm sorry. It's true. We do. (laughs) Um, We keep saying it every time. Stop it. (sighs) So that being said, Maria, who are you digging right now? So I am loving this creator called Pretty Effin' Spooky on Instagram and TikTok. She um, does paranormal investigating, and I just, I really love all of her content. Like, she records all these liminal spaces and shares it with everybody, and all of her stories are so interesting. And she actually has, I think, a movie coming out, or a documentary-type movie, and I'm 
really excited about see about seeing it and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I love it. Can I ask yeah, Sam, like pretty yeah. up and spooky too? Oh, do you? Do you? Yeah, yeah. Do. she's amazing. Oh, she's such oh, a sweet. She does party. really great stuff. Yeah, I've never seen really her like stuff. Her. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Teddy, who are you loving right now? Didn't I do who's like a stirring my pot? Which yeah, is the same thing. Yeah, you got to pick a creator that you're loving right now too. So pick somebody. Go. You're on the spot. You know what? <laughs> I binge watched. Uh, I I just binge watched Tyler Henry's Netflix show. Do you know who Tyler Henry is? No, yeah, I don't. What's it at called? least. Huh? <laughs> what's it called? What is it? It's called Life After Death, and I just binge-watched all nine episodes, and it's really good. It is really, really good. I will say, however, that because I've watched almost all of it, mm-hmm. I'm saying this specifically to Maria. Do okay. not watch the second part of the Medium episode because it will fuck okay. you up. It made me cry so hard. Like, it was so sad. Everybody there was like a parent of a dead child. Maybe it's because I'm too soon postpartum, but it messed me up. I was like, I got to turn this shit off for a while. Okay. <laughs> but it is really good. When, no, he, it did, when he did his <laughs> random walk-up reading of the guy who works at the charity that Tyler works at, I was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. destroyed. Now I'm going to have to yeah. watch this. Yes, please. <laughs> that sounds really good. So who I am loving right now is Copperwild Pottery. And the only reason that this account even came up into my, into my kind of spectrum, if you will, is they're doing these really cute little herb pots that are like, it's like a pot on its side with little feet on it. And it has like a big cork thing. And it's mm-hmm. they say it's for herbs. We all know it's for the devil's lettuce. Um, <laughs> I am not a partaker of reefer madness, but I do think that they are really cute. Shame. And I was like, I wish Shame. I smoked weed because I would buy one in a heartbeat. They're I'm so cute. I need you to send me that because that sounds amazing. I will. I'll and send it I, to you. It's so I mean, cute. I, I might not partake. Might not. We'll see. You a thousand percent are a illegal drug smoker. You are a <laughs> reefer madness. She's a devil lettuce eater. It's ridiculous. <laughs> not like me, because I'm a god fearing woman and I do not partake in the devil's lettuce. Woman. I, haven't I'm smoked, a I, haven't I, I haven't smoked pot since I was eighteen. I have not smoked pot since I was Could twenty-four not really. because I smoked too much pot in college. Maria and I were talking about this before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. I smoked too much pot in college, and now it doesn't matter what strain I smoke; it gives me really bad anxiety, so I just don't touch it. I the last time I smoked Dang. pot, I went into a room because I had smoked too much and I'd gotten way too high, and <laughs> I put on a kung fu movie, and this guy rode up on a horse. And he had his sword drawn and another guy ran up with his sword and they were about to fight. And then they did this standoff, which seemed like it lasted for hours. And I started thinking to myself, like, this director is taking the biggest chance by having this scene go on for 20 minutes. And my friend Josh walked into the room. And at some point I had put the videotape on pause and I was just watching a static screen Okay, wait. So Frank, he's going to hear this, obviously, because he edits our podcast. Um, One time, the last time he ever smoked weed, which was only like the third time he had ever smoked weed in his life, 
He got way too high. He was watching Gordon Ramsay's Hell Ki- Hell's Kitchen. It was like three in the morning <laughs> on mute. He was watching it on mute. He was guessing what Gordon Ramsay said, then rewinding it and being like, nice. I knew that. I knew that's what he said. <laughs> Wakes my ass up. It's like three in the morning. He goes, babe, check this out. He fucking goes, pick an episode, any episode. And I'm like, okay. So I pick an episode. And he's like, this is what Gordon Ramsay is saying. And it was on mute. And then he rewatches it, plays it, and he goes, check that out. Am I fucking crazy good at this or what? And I'm like, you need to go to that. He's never smoked weed since then, which is a shame because he's quite funny. <laughs> oh, God. It's very off topic for the creator section, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today on this special episode. We hope that we will see you again on Friday, April 1st, for our sixth episode of season three. And you will catch us hopefully on the in between. <laughs> for our coffee talk episodes you can keep an eye out on instagram or on twitter you can follow us there at coffee and cauldrons for more information or you can go to coffeeandcauldrons.com to find all of our social media or even better you can join us on our discord tier which is first coven on patreon so we can answer your questions next time if you're loving coffee and cauldrons please 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 take a moment to review us on apple Podcasts or even now on spotify <laughs> wait you fuckers didn't let me be on for april fool's day no we didn't no Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> get to hear our lovely sexy sensual beautiful perfect voices for an additional 30 minute episode for being in the casting tier and up so again this is drunk coffee and cauldron <laughs> with robin from at a tired witch on instagram and i'm maria from at maria the arcane on instagram and i'm john el tenny and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at John E L N E. That was so sexy. Ten out of ten. I'm not doing. We're not doing a countdown this episode, guys. No, we're doing, doing the countdown. We're, we're doing, doing the countdown. countdown. Let's do it. Let's you do ready? it. Let's do All right, it. ready? Uh, yeah. One. Yeah. One. Two. Two. Three. 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 Two. Three.